That's no lump of gut. Just stay closer to me. This is, this is bullshit, dude. This, I'm wet. It's up to my nipples. I'm it smells. Spilky, just calm down. I'm telling you, the guy said Yoda would be around the corner. You better fucking find him real quick. I'm, I'm getting we sick will. of this shit. We will find him. Just keep walking forward and don't step in that lake over there. I can hardly walk forward. First of all, there are fly-like things I've never seen before. <laughs> Listen, just just keep on pace, okay? I think... I think... Wait, hang on. Is that, is that it? Is that it? Hey! <laughs> Mmm. Disturb me, you have. Why have you come this way? Oh my god. Hey, are you are you Yoda? Mmm. I am. Jesus Christ, Bilky, we have found Yoda. Yoda, get listen, we do a podcast and, and like six people listen to it. We're just trying to find some answers as a to make it more successful. Can you can you help us, Yoda? For the love of God, give me some answers. Mmm. Answers. Find those here. You will not. What, what the fuck? Let's fu just go, dude. I'm sick of this I, shit. We, I don't have any gas money to get us back, dude. Okay. <sighs> well, I guess we'll have to do the pod from Dagobah. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Welcome back to A Little Bit of Nerd, your recreation destination for all things nerdy. As usual, I'm your host, Jalen Holston, and with me today is a man strong in the force like I've never seen before, Mr. Stephen Bilkey. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing excellent, man. My metachlorians are through the roof today. Absolutely through the roof. Bilkey, a little film came out last weekend. Yes, it was um the new Star Wars. Yes, it is. Listen, listeners, this is the only thing on our docket because this movie deserves 100% of our attention. Not 90, not 95, 100% of our attention. I could not agree more, dude. I'm excited for this one. Um, yes. Spoilers, they're going to be in here, but yeah. we won't start off yeah. with them. We're going to do a little bit of a non-spoiler review that will go for like the first 10 five seconds of this and then uh we'll get into spoilers afterwards so right now if you have not seen the movie you are safe but we will give you a fair warning sign for when to change the channel or just close the app on your ipad and ipod whatever you're listening on you know because we're, we're nice that way for the most part all right non-spoilers first and foremost overall thoughts mr bilkey on the last jedi overall thoughts on the last jedi were for the most part, good for me. I liked it quite a bit. There were tiny things that you could nitpick about that I didn't enjoy, but we'll get into that later. As we rate things on A Little Bit of Nerd, for me, it's a definite hard see it. It is a definite hard see it for me as well. I think overall this movie really worked. It took a lot of risks, and uh, it pushed some boundaries for the Star Wars universe, and that kind of rubbed people the wrong way, I think, for the, the hardcore, air quote, people. But um, no, the direction was really good. Uh, the cinematography was beautiful. There wasn't a whole lot of shots that I didn't like looking at. All the characters had uh, progressions and stories, some more important than others. <laughs> True. And we were introduced <laughs> to a lot of new characters who got more screen time than I expected them to. A lot more. And I don't know if that was good or bad. Uh, we can talk about Rose. That's not too much of a spoiler. That's she's pretty a, much what I'm talking she's about. A new, yeah, she's a new character, and she got a lot of screen time. And I felt like if this was going to be luke skywalker's movie that maybe she shouldn't have i think they could have cut some of her stuff down a bit i was somewhat disappointed with luke skywalker in this film i think they could have given given him 
Yes, hashtag Gavin. Hold him. on, you could be spoiling. I don't care if I'm spoiling, because you know what? The man deserved more screen time. True. He is the arguably one of the most powerful force users to ever come across and live, and you just, you just didn't give him what he deserved. I don't know. I'm kind of on the other side of it. I felt like definitely we didn't get a lot. Well, I mean, we got a good chunk of Mark Hamill in this movie, but uh, now that I know that there was a lot of deleted scenes from the Force, from not the Force Week, but from the Last Jedi that Ryan Johnson cut, uh, that included more scenes with him training Ray. Kind of, I mean, I know they weren't absolutely necessary to the film, but I mean, come on, like, give us more Mark Hamill, you know? That was actually one of my um, my quibbles with the movie afterwards. I I don't know why they left Ray without with so much responsibility ahead of her with so little training. True. It's not uncommon in Star Wars. But, um, yeah, overall, I thought it was a solid addition to the Star Wars mythology. It uh, expanded the Force in ways that had never been explored before or uh, that we know of. And uh, I really I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with the movie. Excellent, man. So... When do you want to get into the meaty breakdown of how this film went? Right and now. This is your alert, your high alert. We have given you a brief, spoiler-free review, which is rare for us, because normally we just go right into it, don't we, Bilky? This is fact. So now is the time. If you have not seen The Last Jedi, turn off the podcast, come back later. We are going full spoilers right and now so that's my uh (laughs) that's my spoiler alarm yes all right so this movie opens with poe dameron and like there's a lot of humor in this movie bilky but it's not just star wars humor it felt like a lot of like mod like you and i's modern humor in the movie did that work for you always or did it kind of i don't know it was like some scenes worked and some scenes didn't for me i don't know about you um it's actually amazing that you brought that up so during the movie well, my mother is one who enjoys communicating during the movie. <laughs> so <laughs> at one point she turned over to me and she asked, is this supposed to be a comedy? And I didn't really have an answer for it because I wasn't, I didn't look up much about the movie prior, but I think they overdid some of the, um, the comic relief. I feel you. It was a little heavy. I think most of the jokes landed for me. I loved the opening scene, though. We get Poe Dameron coming in on the Death Destroyer, and he's like, uh, ho- holding for General Hux? Yeah, uh, I enjoyed uh, that. <laughs> he trolled the hell out of him. Because it's Poe, though. Like, you know what I mean? He did that in the first movie, so it's not weird. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and there was a couple other scenes that landed pretty well for me uh, as well. But, yeah, I, I, the humor, it, like I said, risks. There were a lot of risks that Ryan Johnson took with this movie, and I appreciated them. And some of them worked, some of them didn't. This was one of the ones that was kind of 50-50. Um, I'll agree with that. I don't know how people can dislike this movie, even if they don't know anything about Star Wars. That's, that's what I'm saying. I think it's just a good movie, period. Yeah, it's just a good space venture. And they do such a good job of submerging me into the Star Wars universe because it's always been a place where crazy worlds full of magic and wonder can be created, but it appears so real. And I think they did a fantastic job with that in this movie yet again. They really did. So then from there, we move into the next kind of sequence of events where Poe comes back from the mission that is they were trying to destroy. What was it like a a big like a the, the first order bomber or what destroyer is that thing? thing? Called? I, I forget what it's called off the top of my head, but essentially Poe sticks with the mission and Princess Leia or General Leia, excuse me, uh, during the mission calls him back, but he refuses, and the result is a lot of people died. Like that were unnecessary. Like they didn't have to, 
but because Poe decided to go head forward and try to blow up the ship, uh, a lot of people died. And uh, that's not cool, Poe. That's not cool. That's not cool. That shows that he's not totally ready to lead. I mean, he could lead a battle, don't get me wrong, but he's not totally there as far as civilian casualties no. and your own reinforcements just being flicked away like pawns. You have to you need those people. You got to earn that, bro. Exactly. That's uh I think he lacks respect from a lot of people so far. And I think the whole this this was the arc for him was learning how to be a leader from Leia. Uh, throughout the entirety of this movie. We saw it a little bit in the first uh, movie because General Leia knows how good of a soldier and uh, re rebel that Poe is. In the Poe Dameron comics, there's a lot of him and her interacting, trying to really groom him to take over for her so that way she doesn't have to keep leading them anymore. Eventually, we get to check on Finn. Uh, he's recovering from that slice in the back, a la Kylo Ren. Yeah, dude, I loved Finn in this movie. I loved Finn in this movie as well. He did. I tried to look up uh, what that ship was called, and they just called it a, um, a like a Death Fleet or something. The they didn't. Fleet. They didn't give yeah, me the accurate fine. name. <laughs> and it's cool. Whatever. Don't go to the Guardian. The Google. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So uh, Poe goes and checks on him. Uh, Finn wakes up and he's in his recovery back to suit kind of thing. He's kind of stumbling about in the aircraft. Poe grabs him, and then of course Finn asks, "Where's Ray? The love that." low-key friend zoned him at the end of the last movie which is complete and total garbage but i'll get into that later <laughs> i mean i think it's it's not totally garbage it's not fair it is fair this dude. man infiltrated star killer base to save you and you put him in the friend zone what is wrong with you it's okay because Heaven his heart was we broken do interracial relationships in star wars <laughs> I bet there's interspecies relationships. That's what I'm though. saying. We can do interspecies, but we can't do interracial. Come on, come on, gets, George. It comes back around though, and on, I George. think that's okay. It does because he gets friend zoned, but then right when he's not ready for love, fucking Rose comes in. That's true. Rose does come in. And she tries she? to she tries to save his life by risking her own. Indeed, but after Finn says, "Where's Ray?" Of course, it's a smash cut to the island. Right? It's the moment that we have been waiting for. What's Luke gonna say? What's he gonna do? I was whenever that... he gets the lightsaber chucks it over his shoulder did you like this did you not like this because this was one of the things that the hardcores really got in a tizzy fit over i think this was safe i mean the whole time whenever she's walking up there i'm just thinking what is the first thing that this man's gonna say like where are the writers going with this <laughs> I was, that was really bothering me and then he just threw it and i was like okay that's like a cop-out kind of but it's safe because you didn't do anything ignorant i guess i liked this and it was it was Funny because it was so shocking, like, the reaction of Luke throwing the lightsaber over the mountain, it's going to elicit two reactions out of people. It's going to be like, oh, damn, or they're going to laugh. So I think that's kind of the thing, and he could have dropped it, yeah, that would have been more dramatic, maybe, but um, I think what Ryan Johnson did in making that direction directional choice of having him throw it over his shoulder was to really show you how done and how, like, upset Luke is with the whole Jedi notion, and it, it worked for me. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, well, I can't really complain about it. It it didn't piss me off, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's good. That's good. I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, there's just I'm, – I'm skipping all around here, but there's just different things throughout the movie that bothered me, and I'm sure we're going to get to them. But I just had a lot of questions that were not answered. I, I would say – questions. I would say there's questions that were answered, but I don't think – it's because we're fans and we're nerds. They weren't answered in the way that we imagined, so we were like, well, this didn't get answered for me. Like, whenever she's channeling the um, 
the forest at the, when she's sitting on the rock with Luke. Oh yeah. And she finds that dark pit. What is what is the whole point of that dark pit? She goes down in there. She finds nothing. I I just don't understand why that's there or why that was even a, a scene in the movie. I will explain it when we get there. Don't you okay. worry. The force okay. is strong with me. Thank today. you. Um, but yeah, so then we get the training montage. Well, not really a training montage. It's the montage of Ray trying to convince Luke to come back to train her. Of course, he's stubborn old Luke. He's been on this island for 30, 40 years. He came there to die, he says at one point. He does. Um, and we get to see that he's still badass Luke. Like, he kills the fish or whatever. Like, he just goes across the mountain on the yeah. huge spear. I was like, oh, God. It was like Kid Goku. For real. It was it was really cool. So, um, But, yeah, it, this whole sequence was just really interesting. And then, of course, uh, we get this scene where she's la- like tapping on his door or whatever. She's like, hey, come outside. And then we see the door in his little hut just fly across the room, and Chewie walks in. Brilliant. Loved it. That was pretty good. I think that um, Chewie was sitting in the ship for quite a while, and she's like, okay, I kind of need some reinforcements oh, yeah. here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, I mean, because he, I mean, Luke hasn't seen Chewie in forever, you know? Right. And then that leads on to what happened to Han. And, and then we smash cut to my boy, Kylo Ren. Woo! He did a good job in this movie what for me. What a guy. What a performer Andrew Driver is, huh? Well it's done, Andrew Driver. We job. talked about that afterwards, my uh, my mother and my stepdad. We were we were discussing it, and um, yeah, I have nothing to complain about from Andrew Driver. Well I don't done, either. mate. And then uh, we get the scene in the throne room where Kylo Ren's walking in. He's supposed to go check in with the Supreme Leader Snoke, and uh, we get a quick display of Snoke's power both before this scene and during this scene. Before this scene, he threw General Hux around like a rag doll via a hologram, like the... Uh, like Darth Vader did back in the day. That was pretty impressive. That he, was pretty low-key dope. You through a hologram. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, this is real. And then uh, I think in the midst of his little argument and talks with his disappointment in Kylo Ren for losing Rey, he, I, I believe, from what I recall, Kylo Ren tries to get up and gets a quick shot of Force Lightning to the throat. Yeah, they, he put him put on his ass real, real quick. quick. <laughs> he was like, who do you think you are? You insolent swine. Exactly. And I knew we were going to get the Kylo rage scene in the elevator thing as soon as I saw him step in there. I loved it. Mm, here we go. Channel it. Channel it. Go dark. And then we get, of course, another awesome space sequence. Yeah, with, I, uh, Poe I really like these. And, uh, I love that we got to see Kylo fly. Cause that's like part of the Skywalker thing, right? They're all great pilots, and like, dude was not messing around either. If your dad is Han Solo, you better be able to fly a ship pretty damn proficiently, <laughs> or else I'm going to walk out of the movie. And, of course, during the course of that scene leading into this one, it's the discussion of, is Kylo Ren still conflicted? And we see it manifest in this scene from the trailer that we got where he's targeting the main section of that ship where Leia's on it, his mother. She feels it. He feels it. We see his fingers start to creep up on that trigger, and then he bails out. I think that's a really important scene for Kylo Ren. Now, at this point in the movie, what were you thinking about Kylo Ren? Were you like me? I was like, okay, whoa. Are they about to redeem this dude? Well, what I thought was, is he going to try and push himself past his limit and kill his mother to achieve ultimate power or whatever, to be Mm -hmm. alone, essentially? Mm -hmm. And for me, if he killed Leia right there, I think that would have destroyed him. I don't think he would have been able to become as powerful as he may have thought. And I think he had that same realization, which is why he pulled his thumb away. Pulled his thumb away, yeah. Awesome scene from Leia post-explosion, though. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, this is another controversial scene. So the 
the general hub there gets gets shot on. It's it explodes. We see Leia floating about in space. She is lifeless as, or at least so we think. And for the first time in 30 years of Star Wars, we've always known Leia was force sensitive, right? But we've never seen it manifest in any way. She uses the force to save herself, and she goes through space, and it was so beautifully shot. Uh, for me, this scene completely worked. Now, for these hardcore people, it did not. <laughs> and that's bullshit. That's what I have to say about I that. I also that's, agree. She is the sister of Luke Skywalker. The son of Anakin, or the, sis, the daughter the, of yeah, Anakin the Skywalker. The daughter of Anakin. You don't think she has the ability over the 30 years that we have not seen her on film to use the Force to pull herself back to the ship? Get over yourself. That's what I'm saying. Everyone was like, it doesn't make sense. Why is she flying? First of all, she's in the vacuum of space, so the smallest little tug would have gotten her back to Correct. The, the door anyway. Because once you start moving in space, you're not going to stop moving out of nowhere. You literally can't stop. Exactly. There's nothing that will stop you. There's no gravity. Zero. None. Uh, so then she gets to be saved, and we move right along. Now, this is where the movie kind of it gets a little weird because before then, the reason the why the, the First Order had even caught up to them was that the Rebellion discovered they could track them through hyperspace. Right. Never really had been discovered or talked about before. I'm fine with it. Uh, so now they devise a plan to get onto one of their ships, stop the tracking system or whatever, and this has been a task somewhat uh, via Finn and Rose. Now this whole thing where they have to go to Canto Bight and find... Benicio del Toro's character in order to get the master encoder or whatever to get past the security of the first order. I I didn't need this scene at all. This I agree. section of the movie. I th this is where we come in with Rose had too much screen time. Yes. They made like a whole mini plot like arc, I guess you want to call it, for them in that scene because she's like, oh, this is where I grew up or whatever. I would love to see this place. It felt very prequely. It felt very Phantom Menace, and I I didn't need it. Especially the racing thing with the whatever the animals were called. I, yeah. didn't, I did not care about that at all. It was unnecessary because the movie started off so hot and they just kind of plateaued for me right there. Yeah, the second act was not so hot in this movie. No, no, not very. Um, okay, so it confused me that they found the dude with the brooch on his uh, jacket or whatever. And Correct. then they didn't even approach him or anything. Or They, they didn't get a chance to because... <laughs> The guy snitched. So, that was so somebody stupid. Somebody snitched for a parking violation also, which is a dumb plot line. Like, like have them knock out some guards or something and steal their clothes and then have the guards run back in or something. That would have been more acceptable, I think. Right. Think about 3PO and R2 breaking in, or not necessarily breaking in, but going to see Jabba. And then Luke comes in, and he's taking people out before he gets captured. Exactly. That's what I needed to see because Finn is an ex-stormtrooper. The dude... Even he if he doesn't bang. like to fight, he knows how. He can bang. And I know Rose isn't going to just abandon him because she's got a major crush on him. Oh, she loves him. Do not let some weird long-faced dude bitch about a parking ticket and then get them arrested on sight. That is terribly yeah, weak, Ryan Johnson. It's absurd. That was absurd. And a lot of that whole Canto Bite thing could have gotten cutting up and cut away, and we could have gotten some more of Luke and Ray somewhere. And, yeah, it's uh, it, it was it was dumb. I did not like it. What even? Oh, yeah. Then they find the dude in the prison with Parkinson's. Right. Whatever. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so then when we get to find Vinicio del Toro, he does eventually help them. Um, and during this time, Poe kind of tries to start a rebellion within the rebellion because while General Leia is under 
uh, care for her space adventure, if you will, uh, being sucked into the vacuum of space. So she's in recovery. Uh, her friend, General whatever, uh, Aldo? Haldo? Haldo. I think, it's Haldo. Yeah. Uh, General Haldo takes over the ship, and she has a plan. She has a plan in place. And a lot of people are like, if she would have just told Poe that plan, then the Canto Bite thing would have never happened. But I'm going to use some just general logic. If you're the general of this rebellion, and you've barely met Poe Dameron to this point, why would you tell him anything? There's no real need. And I think Poe needs to realize that as a character. This is a lot of room for development for his part. Because, yeah, he's close with Leia and she's got a thing for pilots or whatever. But he has to realize that he's not hes not a general, I guess. He's he was, not. He yet. was a commander who got demoted exactly. as her last act as their general. So, I don't know, Poe, get over yourself, dude. I get you're trying to save everyone, but you have to entrust in your leaders that they're trying to save everyone as well. It was frustrating watching it, but at the same time, I absolutely loved it because of how much he had to grow in this movie. Like, by the end of this movie, I feel like he's very, very close to being what Leia envisions for him, being a general, finally, instead of just a commander and hotshot flyboy. Right. Hopefully he grows past his Tom Cruise Maverick days. I really hope he does. <laughs> so then we get back to the island with Luke and Ray, and she's doing some more force training or what and whatnot. And uh, she has her first weird connection with Kylo Ray. Now these scenes, like they can talk to each other, and they're in two completely different places. They, but they only it, see them each other. Yeah, it's through the force, and they have this weird thing. And this starts something that was kind of weird, and I thought they were going to go there. There's all there's a bunch of fans that were down for like a Raylo situation i i caught those vibes super hard i was like she's Especially with falling the shirt off Kylo. right yeah like, the dude, first of all adam driver is jacked out of his mind bro yeah he was i thought he was kind of thin and like wispy but dude no, he's thick he's like the a man is like <laughs> that's a grown man playing uh kylo ren right there he's not like shredded rip but he looks like marlon brando he's just a thick dude yeah. you know what i mean yeah but i definitely caught those vibes they're talking about why they're connected exploring the things that are, like, why they're both so powerful. And, of course, Kylo Ren brings up the question, have you asked Luke what happened that night that I burned his temple down? And uh, she says no. So then we get a couple little nitbits of what happened that night. Now, what are your thoughts, Mr. Bilkey? So I'm conflicted. Do I believe Luke on the second time around when he told her what really happened? Or do I believe Kylo's just, like... Nah, this is exactly how it went. Yeah. I was conflicted. I think I believe Luke, though. I thought it was cool we got the version of Kylo's story, then we got the BS version of Luke's story, and then we finally got the real version from Luke because he knows how guilty he felt. Um, because Luke's always been an impulsive person. Like, his character has never changed throughout the entirety of Star Wars. And I'm going to put this scenario out there. If you came across a baby Hitler... There's no rational human being that wouldn't have that thought of like, okay, maybe I should kill this baby. And I mean, just the thought, not do it. Like, I'm not saying go fucking kill babies, okay? Like, chill. But I'm just saying, if you knew what he was capable of, because you saw his future or whatever, uh, and you had that m moment of doubt and fear, then uh, yeah, it's like Yoda says, fear leads to the dark side. Luke, you blew it. Yeah, he failed with that, but. Failing doesn't stop you right there. You can still get back up, and that's where Luke failed to see. True, true. And we do move along eventually in this movie where uh, we get this great dialogue between Luke and Rey about the hypocrisy of the Jedi Order and how basically they've only been known for failing. They let 
you know, Emperor Palpatine rise to power. They were responsible for the rise of Darth Vader and so forth. And when you look back at Star Wars history, it's kind of true and it's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah, the Jedi were created to ensure peace was there to stay and they kind of just created their own monsters and i mean a lot of them are blind to it because that's like something they choose not to believe in they're like oh no the jedi are so pure there's no way we could have this issue coming blah 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 but at the same time their purity blinded them they were naive it really did and amongst that fight scene whenever luke gives her the real version of what happened Ray makes has a great line, and I thought it was just like it hit me for a minute. And she was like, "You, you know, you tried to do that because you thought his destiny was written for him, or whatever." And for a second, I'm like, "Yeah, bro. Like, what if you just left it alone? Like, I know you saw it with the force, but like, what if, you know? What if he makes a different choice? He chose not to kill his mother. That's what I'm saying. Like, what if Kylo could have saved everything? But you know, whatever." You were the chosen one. You were the chosen one. <laughs> I watched that scene last night. Amazing. Oh, man. So then uh, Ray decides that she's going to go confront Kylo Ren, and hopefully he'll turn to the light side. Great idea. This is another um, fail on Luke's part. Again. In my opinion. I feel like you should have just said what happened with him and Vader right there, right? Like, hey, I tried this once. Didn't work. Or nut up and be like, yo, don't go see that dude. Let me train you. Let me take responsibility for my actions instead of hermiting. Exactly. I mean, he does say this is not going to go the way you think, and he is speaking from experience because this is literally the Empire Strikes Back moment again where she's been training with her version of Yoda. Now she's going to go fight her version of Vader, untrained, unprepared, not ready for anything that happens. Yikes. So why not stop her right there and (laughs) help her out? You are pissing me off, Luke Skywalker. (laughs) But here's the thing. I'm going to say this as a general blanket statement about Mark Hamill's performance. First of all, fantastic. Uh, it's like he got all of old Luke but added all this new, like, 30 years worth of depression and, like, right. emotional discomfort to it that I'd, I was like, wow. I don't think if it wasn't Ryan Johnson directing the movie, we would have got that at all. I can agree with that. Ryan Johnson did a good job, but mm, he just messed up in some key areas for me. I don't know about that. It was good. Um, and I don't like the hardcore guys trying to act like, well, Luke Skywalker wouldn't do this. He wouldn't do that. And I was like, he's been 30 years, man. He spent most of his life building this Jedi Order, and then some punk kid burned it all down. And killed everyone in Happened there too. to be his nephew, which his sister entrusted him to take care of. <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't be a hermit somewhere. Come on. He literally closed himself off from the force completely. Ray couldn't even see him whenever she was uh, training. How funny was that scene, though, on the rock where he's like, oh, yeah, do you feel it? And he's like, oh, oh he and he smacks the shit out of her hand with a leaf. Yeah, that I enjoyed was, that one. That was fantastic. See, that's one of the moments that landed for me. I yeah, that comedy that was, was okay. That was fine. Um, so then uh, we kind of go back to the ship where uh, Benicio Del Toro, Finn, and Rose are on, on there. And at this point, General Haldo has executed her plan. She has begun to... Fly the ship, the rebel, the rebel ship, into the star destroyer at light speed. That was amazing. Like Visually. the sound just, um, was just—it wow. was quiet in the theater, and I heard everyone in my theater go, oh. <laughs> "Like I was like, oh, oh, it's real, bro." Yeah, that was amazing. That was well done. Yes, very well done. Um, of course, this leads to a bunch of destruction, death, what have you. Uh, that plan is executed. All the other companions that were on the ship are escaping down to Crate, which is where we set up the third act of the movie, but not before we get a little action from Finn squaring off against Captain Phasma. 
finally. Was it worth it? I think so. I really enjoyed that. Did honestly. it pay off for you? Uh, so the fight was a little underwhelming, but it was cool to see Finn like rage a little. It completed his arc, though, right? Like it, that's kind of the whole kit and caboodle of his thing. Was like he escapes the first order in the Force Awakens, and now he's come back full circle to face Phasma finally. And Loki, he lost the fight. Like, oh, for he, sure he, he lost the fight. He lost the fight, but, I mean, he won ultimately after he surprised her or whatever, and that's accurate to the character of Phasma because apparently she's, like, a super badass. But, uh, yeah, so that, that made sense for me. I like the, the fight there. It looked like it was a male underneath it. I don't know why, but it did. It's not. It's. Uh, I knew it was a chick, but it just yeah. didn't seem like it to me. Do you know who the actress is, though, right? I do not. Uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, that's Brienne of Tarth, right? Of yeah, Tarth. yeah, yes. we were talking about that. <laughs> Interesting. Yes, Brienne of Tarth definitely was was the man. Hmm. Gwendolyn Christie, excellent. Yes, uh, Bilky's mom gave us a quick plug. <laughs> She's lurking down here. It's amazing. Um, so then we get to the the hall scene um, in the in the throne room of Emperor Snoke. Finally, it's 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 going down. This is the Return of the Jedi homage he's she's he's like he's trying to turn her he's she's trying to turn kylo it's all going down what did you think of the scene first of all hmm the visually whole, the entirety of okay, this throne okay. room sequence okay. like come on so i walked in Let's i was real. i was happy with the way the throne room looked in general oh that looked haunting yeah it was massive it <laughs> reminded me of um palpatine's area that he had back in the day you know whenever um Back in, I think it's episode six. Yes. That big, dark metal room. Yes. It was similar to that. Less terrain, but still very large and very uh, Sith-like. I enjoyed that there were numerous, uh, I can't even think of their names now, the Red Warriors. Oh, yeah, his uh, Imperial Guards. Yeah. I yeah. like that there were more than like two or three of them, because I felt like in the past we didn't get to see a lot. But here, there was variations to their weapons, which pays homage to their to the comic books and stuff. Yes. You know, some people have, like, saber whips and oh, like, yeah. saber staffs and stuff like that, and it was really cool. Mm, Snoke's passing was a little corny, and he was a little too cocky for me. I didn't know what his real intentions were. I thought just... it was beautifully done, this entire sequence, because I don't know if you remember in uh, Revenge of the Sith when Palpatine's talking to Anakin Skywalker about Darth Sidious his former master. So this sequence, to me, it felt like we got the origin of that, but with our new characters. Like, he's sitting there bragging about Kylo Ren, the the heir of darkness, the the next of kin to right. Lord that was dope. Vader. That was dope. And lo and behold, he's about to get sliced right in half like a nice piece of deli meat. It worked out because his character is so arrogant that he just didn't notice that his own pupil was turning the lightsaber because i feel like normally that wouldn't that wouldn't put snoke for down. sure but for sure it was well written for how they decided to cut him off it was freaking great no and pun then, intended of course <laughs> kylo pulls the lightsaber back ray's hand catches it and then we get a slow-mo back-to-back and they're fighting off the imperial guards sick, I was like, like a little oh, army of two action oh my God. And I think that's why a lot of people think that there's some love connection or romance brewing but with them. But to that point, that's where I thought it was going. I was like, dude, he's really turning right now. I was yeah. like, okay, Kylo, I can I can dig it. Probably not really forgive you, though, because you killed Han Solo. His end mm. monologue actually almost turned me completely on Kylo's side, though. Ugh, for real, Loki, Yes, though. it really <laughs> almost did. He would have got me. Because he doesn't want to rebuild through the Republic, and he doesn't want to build a new Jedi Council or anything. He just wants to wipe the slate clean. He which, says it multiple times, yeah. like, you know, the, 
leave the past behind. Kill it. Let's just you yeah, know what kill I mean? it if he, you have to. He wants nothing exactly. to do with the Sith or the Jedi. He just wants to do his thing, you know? And I can't blame him for that. I feel like that's a stigma with a lot of villains who see the, the heroes, air quote, as their nemesis because they just want a fresh start, but they're choosing a different path to get there. Absolutely. And I, did you like that some people had some problems with the fact that these two very powerful people in the Force kind of struggled taking down the guards? I like that they struggled. I knew Rey would struggle because she doesn't have a lot of training yet. And that was cool. She had to earn a little battle scar on her arm oh, yeah. or whatever. Oh, she yeah. was fighting hard, and that was fine. Kylo took down more than she did, but he probably could have murked those guys in like four seconds if he really wanted to. More than likely. But I don't know. I mean, I can't really complain too much. We got a, a we little have a note, hot we have thing. A note here. Is it my imagination, or did the light speed tracking, tracking module. module look suspiciously? suspiciously like oh yeah, the, the flux, flux capacitor. Yeah, so I made that comment <laughs> no, when we were in the uh, movie. It was one hundred percent looking like the flux capacitor. Yes, John, I you looked over to my mom. I was like, "What the hell is this? <laughs> the great Scott! They've got our flux capacitor." Um, but yes, and then of course we're transitioning into the the epic ending of this movie on the Battle of Crate. Yes. Very Empire Strikes Back reminiscent. Very visually pleasing. I loved the contrast with the red salt and the the white desert. I don't know. It yeah. just looked really cool. That's what I'm saying. It was so – it's like whenever they do big battle scenes, they almost try to orchestrate it as a work of art. And it ends up being beautiful through the destruction. It really does. Um, and then we get some cool character moments again for Finn and Rose and Poe. Because in their last line of defense, they are going to go up against these new uh, ATSTs or whatever they are in the new uh, First Order. Those look fierce, by the way. Like they, yeah. Those upgraded ones got like the cage mask on it. Did you everything. notice the feet had the little the knives on? The, so there yes. was they learned they learned from Luke's days back you know learn. way back when. Um, so they're going up against these things, these old ratty cage things, and Finn basically tries to kill himself, bro. He's he's like ready to sacrifice himself for the the greater good of the rebellion and then right at the last minute rose comes in and saves him and the they have one little last scene there before she passes out were you good with that was it weird it was weird for me it was weird for me because i was so ready for finn to to pass at that moment at that moment i'd have been fine i've been I sad yeah, but i'd like you know that would have been a big loss but i think it could have been a necessary loss this whole he, movie yeah. is loss really he, they didn't he really phasma like who else is that you said it yourself, his arc kind of ended, and that would have been a great way for Finn to go out as a soldier who re, I don't know, like reshaped his, um, I don't even know what to call it, essentially joining the resistance from being on the dark side. He found his path, really. Yeah, he found know? his own thing, let him sacrifice himself for the greater good of something he fully believes in now. And they sh they should let the whole thing blow up. Like it would it could have been way better for me. But you know why they didn't, Bilky? Why? Because there's one more guy that has to have a little something to say about defending the rebellion and inspiring hope to the galaxy. And his name is Luke Skywalker. Did you know it wasn't really him when he walked in? I should have. I was so oh, mad. Come on. I was so mad because like I, I as soon as I got out of the theater, I realized all the little things that should have told me right away that he was doing the grandest demonstration of his force powers or whatever. Right. Showing that he is the most powerful Jedi in the galaxy, by the way, of being able to project himself all the way across multiple galaxies. Chuck Norris beard? Correct. 
Yeah, well, I noticed when he walked in, he uh, he got a haircut. And I was like, "There's no way he got a haircut." I was like, "Did he take Kylo. a lightsaber and just like go just in the mirror?" Like, trim it real yeah, quick. Like, yeah. What is he like doing? Like Superman shaving through the mirror with his laser That's eyes. That's what I thought happened. Um, and then it, something uh, we noticed whenever Kylo moved his foot to get ready, nothing. The was red under, appeared, yeah. but then Luke moved his, and nothing was under it. All so. these little things didn't like enter my mind because i was like oh my god they're gonna fight oh my god they're gonna fight he's the thing that i wanted the one right. thing that i wanted was like luke whipping out a lightsaber at the end of this movie we got it um he didn't even fight him though low-key though i was gonna add, that was my next question did cool you dodges are you cool with how the fight went and how it ended up being or would you have liked to seen a little like clash of the sabers I mean, how can you not want to see a clash of sabers between a Sith Lord and Luke Skywalker? I mean, yeah, but then it's like Yoda in the prequels doing flips and CGI. You know what I mean? I like that stuff. I, I it was uh... Yoda's a nimble fighter. <laughs> He's like a hundred thousand years old. Yeah, but that's how his species. Uh, that's how they brawl. I mean, I guess, but um, I was fine with it. I thought, to me, again, he's showing the kid up. Like you think you're gonna be powerful but you ain't nothing bro you couldn't even land yet. a hit on me like yeah. i'm 100 years old you know yeah that uh that matrix back was pretty cool i enjoyed that it's... watching his beard move a little i was like oh no <laughs> no oh geez um of course and then we get his famous obi-wan moment where if you strike me down in anger i'll be with you forever and uh we see the the ending of luke's journey and how poetic was it that he goes out looking at a double sunset Oh yeah, just that was, as his story had begun. That was all a lot of fan service. A lot uh, of fan service. I, I teared up a little bit. I didn't cry as much as I thought I was. Even with Carrie Fisher being on screen, I was like, "Oh god." Um, <laughs> but then at the very end of this movie, right, the whole monologue Luke's given about inspiring hope in the galaxy again, and you know the rebellions reborn today. That little kid that we met on Canto Bite. <laughs> With yep. the broom. Yep. I was like, oh, okay. What, so where do you think we're going now, bro? Because the set, the stage is set. Ray has all the books from the Jedi Temple before it was burned down. Right. Oh, my gosh. We forgot to mention. I was thinking about it earlier. Great she appearance by Yoda also. Yes, Yoda did uh, fantastic. Had another great dialogue scene with Luke, and it was Puppet Yoda. Were you cool with it being Puppet Yoda? Yeah, I didn't really mind. It paid homage to... Uh... To a little throwback to the first three movies, and it wasn't as short as I thought it was going to be. I was very pleased to see Yoda get more screen time and tell Luke a little more than I thought. They One would. more lesson, right? Mm -hmm. He's always that Yoda's always teaching, you know, always. Yeah, what a badass! But um, I saw this funny picture on Reddit today, actually, and it said my parents haven't noticed yet, and we're coming up on Christmas now, and everyone sets up those uh, Jesus in the manger things. Yes. And so someone put a little Yoda inside next to Mary, and <laughs> their parents haven't yes! noticed yet, and I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> That's fantastic. So where do you think the story's going? Because we have Ray got the books, her lightsaber's broken, but we all know she's going to rebuild it and get herself a little Darth Maul light side dual action lightsaber. Yeah, it's happening. Badass. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> um, and she, you know, there's, there's hope in the galaxy. There's still more Jedis. Um, what do I think? I don't know, man. This is hard for me because my mom was telling me about some writer who said the the series could just end right here. You it, could it you could've. could just end it with that movie. Mm, I don't know. They have a lot of rebuilding to do, and it would take a lot to go venture out and find all these new. Like I don't even know what you would call them because they're not Jedi's yet, but just people with high metachlorian counts. Padawans. Padawans. Yes, <laughs> it'd be hard to go out and find all of them with just Rey because she is technically like the last Jedi now. She is factual information. She is the last Jedi. So is Kylo gonna 
continue to grow as her counterpart on the dark side, or is... 100%. I got some hot takes. Get right. ready. I'm pretty excited to hear what you have to say. Hot take number one, double-edged lightsaber. That's going to happen. Right. Hot take number two, the Knights of Ren that we referenced in The Force Awakens. I believe those are all the people that went with Kylo Ren after he destroyed the Jedi Temple. They're going to be back. Something big's going to happen. Hot take number three. The last climactic scene is a showdown for realsies. Ray, Kylo Ren, this is going to end this, this trilogy. Everything is at stake. Like, I'm talking the galaxy. I'm talking the other galaxies. I'm talking some other galaxies. <laughs> like, everything that you can think of on the line in this fight. That's how the third uh, installment is going to go. So those are my hot takes. I like those hot takes because he didn't kill everyone at that Jedi uh, temple. No, he He's said he some took followers. some. Luke yeah. said he took some people with him, so there's definitely more Sith. So who is Ray gonna pick up? That's what we need to find Hot out notes. here. What do we got here? Best line. Oh, Princess Leia oh, to Luke. Yes. You, you did, did not, not fail, Kai. Kylo Ren. Oh, he yes. failed you. That's yes, true. Yes. I, I believe that. Absolutely correct. Whoa. What a hot review that was. That was a hot review. Bilky, your parents are down here. They are. They've been working <laughs> for a minute. Let's throw the mic over. How did you guys like The Last Jedi, if you will? Go ahead and speak real loud, and you guys can go first or whatever. Your little, little 30-second to a minute plug here. All you, bro. I was uh, very surprised. You got to talk right into it like this. <laughs> you are. Surprised? Yeah. Loved it? Hate it? Loved it. Loved it? It reminded me of the original movies that I saw when I was a kid. And I had that same kind of excitement when the music started and the, the words start to move across the screen. And I felt like a little kid again watching it. So would you give it a hard see it or not see it? Oh, totally see it. And by the way, he let her go because she was the last ray of hope in the universe. Oh. He had to let her go. Say that again louder there. <laughs> No, for real. Say that again louder. So the reason that Luke let her leave, even though you guys didn't like that particular part, it was because she was the last ray of hope in the galaxy. He had to let her go to spread the hope. Ryan Johnson, you you cheesy bastard. <laughs> oh, geez. Bilky, we've done this podcast yet again for zero dollars and zero cents. Costs literally nothing but the electricity to run these appliances. That's because we host it on podcast.com, the best place to host your podcast, because it's 100% free. It gives you free storage, optimized search engine capabilities to get your podcast out on the web and the internet, and we just love putting it on there, don't we? We do. I have nothing to recommend for you to read besides nothing. the opening for whenever you go see the Star Wars movie. Mm, the Crawl. Loved yes. it. Yes, I have nothing for you as well. Come back next week, nerds. We're going to talk some more geeky stuff. We're going to take a bit of a break, though. It's the holidays, right? So uh, we'll, we'll say January, sometime in January. Yeah, that sounds good to me. It'll be a new year, loves. Stay nerdy.